Welcome to Faith, Life, and Inspiration with Tim Andes. It's Monday here, March 28th, and we are thankful to God for his keeping power and that he's kept us all these years of our lives. Today's topic, I want to talk about true water baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, my grandfather, Ken Andes, was a pastor for many years and now is retired and uh, living in my home here in Birch Bay. And um, I live in Mount Vernon, Washington. We both live in Washington State. But he has, uh, he's given me uh, many words of wisdom and counsel over the years. And he's given me uh, several, several messages I believe he may have spoken or has used for witnessing. And so today I thought, I thought it would be very timely, seeing that we are starting this podcast, um, for Christians to understand the true water baptism and being identified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is true. It's only one name, the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we are the Mrs. Jesus Christ that need to be married to Christ. There's not three gods, two gods. There's one God, one faith, one Lord, one baptism. But to look at a question that many people might have is, what does God's, does God's words specify the importance of baptism? Another question is, how are all believers baptized in the Bible? These are things we'd like to look into a little bit. And how were all believers baptized for the first 300 years of Christianity? These are questions. And my last question is to you that are listening, did God ever change his mind and thoughts about baptism? So if we look at it in the little bit in the dictionary, the original form of words were in to the name of Jesus Christ or Lord Jesus. Baptism into the Trinity was a later development, which we all know where that came from, and I'll leave it at that. Um, the Catholic Church rose up, an organization, and we know it's a system that was created in uh, 325 AD after the death of Jesus. So this system rose up in church history, we're just taking this as church history. I'm not bashing anyone. I'm not talking against them and their organizations. I'm just taking history. An early form, the earliest form, an original word was we baptize into the name of Jesus Christ or Lord Jesus, not a trinity. The early church also baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus until the development of the trinity. After Afterwards, they were baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Again, showing there's an original and then a perversion. In the New International Encyclopedia, there was a statement made in volume 22, page 476, that Trinity doctrine of the Catholic faith is this. We worship one God in Trinity, but there is one person of Father, another of the Son, and another of the Holy Ghost. The glory equal, the majesty co-eternal, the doctrine is not found in its fully developed form in the scriptures. Modern theology does not seek to find it in the Old Testament. At the time of the Reformation, the Protestant church took over the doctrine of the Trinity without serious examination. And I want to stop there and I want to just say that that's an encyclopedia historical fact of what the Catholic faith is and based upon. And it's a lie. They have based their whole belief system on a trinity of one God in trinity. And there's a person of the father, a person of the son and another of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, who do we pray to would be my question. 
Who are we supposed to lift up and exalt? The Father? The Son? Or is it the Holy Ghost? In the Dictionary of the Bible by James Hastings, it says, It has been customary to trace the institution of the practice to the words of Christ in Matthew 28, 19. But the authenticity, and you can go look at that, Matthew 28, 19, I'll put it in the show notes. But the authenticity of this passage has been challenged on historical as well as textual grounds. It must be acknowledged that the formulas of the threefold name which is here enjoined, does not appear to have been used by the primitive church, which so far as our information goes, baptized in or into the name of Jesus or Jesus Christ or the Lord Jesus without any reference to the Father or the Spirit. In the Catholic Encyclopedia, Volume 2, page 33 and 34, whosoever will be saved Before all things, it is necessary that he hold the Catholic faith. Oh my, which faith except everyone do keep whole and undefiled. Without doubt, he shall perish everlastingly. For alike, we are compelled by the Christian verity to acknowledge every person by himself to be God and Lord. In the Catholic Encyclopedia, again, paragraph 1 of page 34, it says, So there is one Father, not three fathers. There's one Son, not three sons. One Holy Ghost, not three Holy Ghosts. And in this Trinity, none is afore or after the other. None is less or greater than another. But the whole three persons are co-eternal together and co-equal. He, therefore, that will be saved must thus think of the Trinity. Continuing on in this Catholic Encyclopedia, it says in the scripture there is, as to yet, no single term by which the three divine persons are denoted together. Hmm. The New International Standard Bible Encyclopedia says that the formula for Christian baptism or mode which prevailed is given in Matthew 28, 19. And here it is. I baptize thee in the name, one name, of the Father and the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. But it's curious that words are not given in the description of Christian baptism until the time of Justin Martyr. And there they are, not repeated exactly, but in a slightly extended form, in every account of the performance of the rite in apostolic times, a much shorter formula is in use. The 3,000 believers that were baptized on the day of Pentecost in the name of of Jesus Christ. That same formula was used at the baptism of Cornelius. And those that were with him indeed, it would appear that they would have been the usual one from Paul's question to the Corinthians or Corinth in Corinth where Paul asked them, "Were you baptized in the name of Paul?" No record of the trinitarian formula can be discovered in the Acts of the Apostles. And I want you to ponder this. Many people have misunderstood the Godhead, which then leads them to misunderstand baptism, which then leads them in error, but they're following a system. They're following what their parents taught them, and it's not true. And it won't work, and it won't work for the new generation rising up. What will work is truth, and truth will prevail. And Brother Tim, his whole desire for this podcast is that truth would be spoken over you.
that you would receive the truth and it will set you free. And I might believe a certain message. I might hold certain men in high regard that I listen to and that I quote. But at the end of the day, does my life line up with the Bible? Does my spirit bring others and make them desire what I have? If we are not having the spirit and nature of Christ and we are bashing people that say they're Christians, doesn't matter where they come from, we have not the spirit of Christ. If we say we come in the name of our pastor, we are under a certain church, we're not coming. We are just as guilty as those that were saying we came in the name. Do you come in the name and baptize in the name of Paul? I want to say no. I believe William Branham was the last day messenger, but I will never baptize in his name. I will never pray in his name because there's no power in the name William Branham. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's no power in the name of Tim Andes and put your name there. There's no power in that. There's only one powerful name and that is the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you must repent and be baptized as it says in Acts. We must have true doctrine in our churches but we must and stress the importance of the right spirit. And today, if you're listening for the very first time to Brother Tim Andes on this podcast, I want to say this whole desire is to lift up God, is to be magnified in our local communities, which then translates eventually to global impacts. Because if you're listening, I guarantee you, you know hundreds of people I don't know. I guarantee you there are people that have never heard the name Jesus, have never read a Bible, have never heard of William Branham, have never heard of George Mueller, have never heard of Martin Luther, have never heard of John Wesley, have never heard of John Andes, have never heard of Ken Andes, have never heard of Tim Andes, have never heard of Mike Andes. You've never heard these names, but when you come into the name of Jesus, when you understand and recognize the name of Jesus and you glorify that name, there's power in it. But first, one of the first ordinances of a Christian life is to repent, make it right, turn from your sins, and be baptized in true Christian baptism. And true Christian baptism does not mean we believe we are the only truth. It doesn't say we're better than everyone else. But a spirit of organization has come in through a Catholic Catholicism spirit to make people and sway people, even in denominations that have been Protestants in the past, will become liberals. And as time goes on, mark my words, this this is known as a prophecy that there will be people that will come under a spirit, they will succumb to a spirit, an ecumenical move will happen, and people will, without knowing it, come under a spirit of adultery, spiritually. They will come under and they will become mother to the mother church. And we know that a certain system believes they're the mother church. And there's a certain man in that system that believes he is the speaker for Jesus Christ. He is the final voice. He is the only voice. And I'm here to say that that is false. What is true is Jesus Christ is the final voice to this age. And he used a prophet and he's using a bride now because the prophets died. And now it's individually based Christians that must repent Return from our sins and be baptized.
take on the name of Jesus. And that doesn't have to be Tim Andes that baptize you. It doesn't have to be some great minister in the message of the hour. It has to be you recognizing and going to your minister, going to your pastor, going to your church and saying, what do we believe about baptism? And if they say that they believe in a trinity of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, you need to raise a red flag. You need to go to them in love and in humility and say that the Lord Jesus Christ is God's only human name. That's his name. Jesus came in flesh. God in flesh, Emmanuel. The name Lord Jesus Christ, I like to tell kids to help them understand, is like your name. My name is Timothy David Andes. Those three different distinct names are one and the same person. That's me. Put your name there. But Timothy is my first name. I'm identified by my first name. My middle name is hardly mentioned to people, right? And that's David. And then you have a last name, Andes, your family heritage. And I want to say the Lord Jesus Christ is identifying the Lord above us before he came down to earth, God in the heavens, and then Jesus coming down on earth in flesh, God with us. And then now it's Christ in a heritage, in a bride that will go home. So if you never heard these words, and this is the first time, and maybe you didn't know, I'm here to tell you, today is the day of your visitation. Be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and ye shall be saved. Saved. But you must be baptized in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And that name is not three names, it's one. Trinity so my question is, is Trinity in Scripture? Yes. But is it falsely interpreted? Yes. We need to have a full understanding that in Mark 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. So you can listen to this service. Some will be damned. Some will say, Brother Tim is off. He's off the word. For the true nature and the true seed of God, those that are seeds and the part of God will receive it when they hear it. They'll be quick to repent, quick to receive the Holy Ghost and quick to realize they need God in their life, guiding them in their finances, guiding them in their homes, how to raise their children, guiding them in how to act appropriately to other believers and non-believers. Because how are people supposed to witness Christ if they don't see a true life, why will they want to be a Christian? Why will young people that grow up in the 21st century want to be Christians if they don't see a life? That is why we are seeing a major exodus. And if you're a pastor that's listening in a denominational and message realm, any church, you have seen this over the last 10, 15, 20 years. Young people and the new generation, young couples staying home. COVID came and people stayed home and it became easier for them to stay home. So now they are. That's a spirit that is against the word. It's anti-Christ. 
Therefore, I want to say unto you and exalt you. And as in Timothy, it says, as ministers of the gospel, we are to edify. We are to uplift, to encourage people in the faith. I'm here to encourage you not to come to EMT, my home church. Not to follow a man, but to follow the man, Christ Jesus. And if you're listening today and you feel pricked in your heart, find water while there's time, while there's mercy, and be identified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because in Isaiah 9, 6, it says, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall not be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. That means Jesus is the great I am. The mighty God. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the counselor. If you need counsel, go to Jesus. I'm not against counselors and people that can help you. Pastors, ministers, my dads. That's all he does. All week long is live for others, serve others. I've seen a life. Wonderful. It's wonderful when you can see Christ in flesh. But what I will say also is it hurts people when they see people that say they believe in the name of the Lord Jesus and have been baptized, say they have the Holy Ghost and they use their pulpits to whip people, bash people and turn them away from the very thing that could help them. In conclusion, I want you to recognize and realize that if we don't believe and are bap- and we do not receive baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus, we are denying the token life. And to deny the token in Moses' day was death for your family. If you're a husband of a home, it's time to get serious as the head of the home in how we raise our children. It's time to get serious about the things of God. Make prayer altar. Restore the family altar. A wonderful brother named Brother Tim. Dodd made a family altar book. I would encourage everyone that will listen to this podcast that they would get a copy of the family altar. He's made a couple different kinds. Me and my wife read it regularly. It would be a great encouragement to you to recognize and realize when you read scripture and just one little quote that it will be a blessing. I'm looking right now in my study here every day, a little quote or a scripture I can turn to. Let's see, right here today, we got Genesis 2-7. The Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into him nostrils, the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Wonderful. But you got to put word before you that's positive. Paul Moody, the measure of a man is not the number of his servants, but the number of people whom he serves. That's what measures. It's not the number of the servants, but the number of people he serves. Of his servants. So you might be all alone, but serve God. Wonderful. Paul Moody. I don't even know the man. It's just a name, right? But he said something impactful on this generation. Matthew 5, 16. Bible, let your light shine before men that he may see your good deeds and praise your father in heaven. Because Christ is in us, the spirit of Christ is in us, it therefore will have the same spirit as our father. Because our father and our spirit and the Jesus are one, are one. Jesus is now living in you. You have the Holy Ghost, which is Jesus' life in you. That's one. And now the father wants to live and dwell in you. He wants to abide with you. He is our great father and he's watching over you. God bless you. I trust this little podcast is a blessing, but I came down into my office and I saw these notes and I'm glad I did not throw them away.
as many young people do. They throw away their heritage. They throw away the things their grandparents handed down when it's the very things that can help people and carry on the true word. So I want to ask you, how important is baptism? Answer, very important. If you have not been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, and been identified in his name in resurrection and coming up in newness of life, today is the day. The day you hear this, you should be finding water. Being fully immersed in water is the Bible way. You must follow the Bible. You must follow the Bible. And if you're not, then your spirit will be off. Your body will not come subject unto the word because your Bible is your absolute. And if we want our souls to go and people say we want to be in heaven, then you're going to have to follow the Bible. The Bible is the way to life. And there's an end time message that's come that's turned our faith back to the Bible. Malachi 4, 5, and 6. Read it today. Malachi 4, 5, 6. I believe that. Malachi 4, 5, 6 is being fulfilled and will be very soon. The latter part will come to pass. Hearts are being turned. Lives are being changed. How were believers baptized in the Bible? Do a study. We've talked about it just a brief. We barely touched the iceberg. How were believers baptized for the first 300 years before the Catholic Church brought in their system that organizes people? Prophet of God, William Marion Branham preached a message, why I am against organized religion. I would listen to that message. Look it up. Listen with an open heart. Listen with an ear to hear and not criticize and see if it's true. He also preached another message. Christ is the mystery of God revealed and the great and mighty conqueror, 570421. The great and mighty conqueror. And this time, coming into April, Easter time, when lambs are born, when Jesus was born in this time. I want to tell you, the devil has been conquered. This is a direct quote. Death has been conquered in the great and mighty conqueror by Brother Branham. Death has been conquered. The grave has been conquered. Sickness has been conquered in Jesus' name. Superstition has been conquered. Malice has been conquered. Hatred has been conquered when Christ died because he is the great conqueror. Indifference has been conquered. Starchiness has to be conquered in our churches. Self-styles. Young people, we do not want to be stylish like the world. We need that God to conquer that. Everything is conquered. Christ is the great conqueror. So it's not Brother Branham is the great conqueror. Christ is the great. Tim Andes isn't the great conqueror. Nothing I've done in myself. I'm just a humble man. Gone through many trials. Lost three kids to prematurely. And I've had a lot of trials. And so have you. But those trials are molding our character to take a body change. I want to ask you in conclusion, if you want to be married to Jesus, right now, bow your head. Say, God, I, will, I recognize what Brother Tim is saying is the truth, and I need to be baptized. When you do that, when you then take action and do it, let me know. Send a picture when you're baptized, wherever you are in the world. Send me and let me know so that I can know that something I said would prod you to eternal life.
not for glory for myself. I won't post it on the internet. I won't put it anywhere. But it will just be an encouragement to me to know that somebody, and I'm holding my ring for my wife that she gave me, somebody accepted the ring, though, from Jesus. God bless you. And I just want to pray a simple prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Brother Tim here, it's a little bit six o'clock in the morning. Lord, we don't know when you're coming for us and the believers and Christians that believe in you. We just want to go home and spend eternity with you. Lord, I pray that if a person here, doesn't matter their age, five, six years old, doesn't matter if they're 70 or 80, 90 years on their deathbed, if they haven't accepted Jesus, Lord, would they do it today? God, as their eyes are closed, maybe they're crying and weeping right now, God, because it's the first time they've ever heard truth. They've sat in churches when they grew up and they left the system and the organization and they didn't see Jesus in that. God, I pray, even in the message of the hour and people that preach the truth, it can be so good, so good. But if we're not getting people to Jesus and just to a church, we failed. Oh God, I pray if there's an individual listening, that they would receive eternal life. They would apply the token so that when the death angel comes by their way, they will be safe. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you richly and have a wonderful day.